Welcome everyone to another episode here in the Fashion Matrix, my new podcast. This podcast is the best when it comes to, you know, learning about fashion, learning about style, learning about yourself, learning about everything that will make you a better version of you. That's just what it is. So I'm very excited about this. You know, it's been, I don't know, like three episodes and I'm already like, woo, I'm on fire because I'm fucking loving doing these things. And, uh... You know, I have to say, um, oh, I have to remind you, on Thursdays, I do it in Spanish, and on Saturdays, I do it in English, all right? So, this is the fashion matrix. If you thought it was fashion, think again. This is beyond fashion, fashion and beyond, my friends. So, let's get started. Normally, I always do my, my uh, podcast or my things teaching you something about, you know, fashion that has to do with perception, has to do with communication. But in here, I want to, you know, I want to be more relaxed. That's why I have my little old fashioned, because for those that don't, that don't know me, I love my whiskey. I love my bourbons. I love old fashions. I just love it. I really do enjoy it. So, cheers, everyone. And uh, I came across some very interesting data, you know, that I think is from the, UCLA, some, st some studies. Uh, anyway, it has to do with everything that we thought it was true or all of our, what we like, what we don't like, right? All of our tendencies that we have a tendency to like these things. We have a tendency to, you know, uh, avoid certain things. And for the most part, we don't even, we're not even aware of this. We just do it and we don't even ask about it. We don't even think about it. We just go with the flow because it's like, well, why do you like these type of cars? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Or why do you like this type of fashion? I don't know. Let me give an example. People that are into, I don't know, hip hop. They, if you do a hard study, a hardcore story, you will see that certain people live in certain places and that's why they have more of a, of a tendency to like this type of music, right? So I know it sounds kind of like I'm judging and shit, but no, this is a study. Do your own goddamn research or ask me about it and I will send you the, the actual link of it. I think it was the University of Alabama or UCLA. I have it all mixed up. So this story goes that how the colors, the you know that every time you see pink, you think of a woman, of a girl. Every time, every time you see someone, you know, oh, let me see. We have... Oh, uh, sorry, guys. We have people on Zoom, you know, getting in. So I have to, let me just do this thing. There we are. So every time you see someone in pink or every time uh, you think of a woman, you think of something girly. And every time, every time you see someone in blue or, or a room full of blue, it's like, oh, you're expecting a boy, aren't you? And you know that they do this type of like nonsense, like these events of, of revealing the gender like oh it's a boy it's a girl and they it's either pink or blue so there's a story behind this there's a story and this is exactly what i want to teach you this is exactly what i share with you to, uh, tonight that most of the things that we like most of the things that we think they were true or that we have oh like this is true this is what i like or this is it it's been manipulated it's been controlled by some sort of, by the media or by some brand that wants you to think in that way. So 
This has to do with before World War One. Okay, before World War One, the first World War. If you see at pictures, you know those that can't see the pictures that are in color because back in the day we didn't have color, right? In the pictures, the kids back in the day they didn't wear pink nor blue when they were kids, right? They were not wearing pink and blue. That's that's wrong. You think immediately, well, if you if you're getting a boy, then you should paint the whole room in, in blue. No, no, no. That's some that's some new stuff right now. And the things that I will share you is going to be like totally mind blowing. So um, it all started with um, you know. Well, let me give you an example because I don't want to get too deep into the psychology of colors because I've wrote a whole book on it. Like literally, I teach you all the the psychological impact, the physical impact, the spiritual impact, the, all the impact that every single color is doing to us. Normally, a pink, you think that is woman, but it's wrong. Now, thinking about just pure psychological, you know, the meanings, the psychological meaning of it, pink is the one that is the most close or is closer to red. Red is the most masculine colors of them all. Now, why? This is because it reminds you of fire, flame, like the sun, like this is a, a, a color that makes things happen, right? It's the fire, the passion, the, the strength of it. So red is, a, is the most masculine color of them all. Pink is the one that is, the, is closer to red. So pink is actually a very masculine color. Psychologically speaking, pink is a very masculine color. Now, Psychologically speaking about blue, blue reminds you immediately of the sea, water. Water is the giver of life, right? Water is the one that nurtures us. Water is the one that relaxes us. When we go to the beach, we want to hear the sound of the sea. We want to see the beautiful blue sky and the blue sea, and we immediately get relaxed. Now, do this experiment. Go into different hospitals or uh, go with doctors and you will see a lot of tonal different tonalities of blue. This is because psychologically it's been proven that it puts you into a relaxed state. You see what I'm saying? It, relax it, it relaxes you. So um, I don't know how to silence this because every time somebody gets in, it's like, oh man. So um, blue will always relax, put you into a relaxed state of mind and not only the mind, but just physically. So, talking about feminine energy, masculine energy, masculine is always like, you know, like fire, like, oh, in your face. Feminine energy will always nurture you. You see, if the sea is a, is a giver of life, your mother was, mother nature or moms or femininity is, the feminine energy is the giver of life. So, you would have to understand that um, blue is a feminine color. All right? With that being said, why the fuck do we think that blue is a color for boys and pink is a color for, for girls? We got it all wrong. You see, we got it all wrong. I'm not going to get into the whole story because I actually want to cover more things. After World War I, because of the whole Ottoman Empire and whatnot, certain die, dying... Um, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, like dye, like the, the actual the, the pigments, certain industries 
were like united or came, they, they may migrated into the Western world. So we started seeing more colors in fashion, in many different things. After that, you know, there's been, uh, after World War I, this, then the baby boomers, this is World War II, right? This is where the whole new, the baby boomers, the whole new uh, like uh, society came, new generation, I'm saying. After that, they wanted to like identify themselves in a different way. So they started saying, well, you know, in, in, in this happened in the hospitals of the uh, like post-war, right? I'm talking about that. They started experimenting with the color, with the psychology of colors. And they started saying, okay, the, because back in the day in the hospitals, they were just within houses, they would just dress a baby in white, just like that, pure white easier to wash and so on but after world war ii they started implementing in hospitals a little bit of the psychology of color just to see what happens and also to differentiate the kids and they did as an experiment so they did it actually the boys were the ones that would would get dressed in pink and this actually happened do your own research guys Talk about some mind-blowing shit so back in the day the baby boomers they would dress them the boys the newborns, the, the, the masculine, they would be dressed in pink and the girls would have been wearing blue. Isn't that something? Isn't that fucking crazy? This is, this is some crazy shit, man. When I first heard about it, I was like, damn, imagine how many other things we're, not, we're taking for granted and we don't even know that it's happening, right? It's fucking crazy, man. So anyway, uh, when I... The feminist movement, right? The feminine movement, all this, the feminine and the feminine energy, all the feminists and all that, they started doing these things, right? The feminines, the feminists were the ones that started going against the, uh, the, the whole movement of, oh, why boys work? Why is it that boys can wear pink? Why is it that only they can wear pink? Why is it that only, uh, you know, women get to wear blue? I mean, like, what the hell is the, the, the matter with this? Like, this is totally wrong, right? This cannot be, you know, the feminists, you know how you are, uh, like, you know, socialist. And I'm like, no, it's totally crazy. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. So they started to get the, like, the equal rights and all that. They started wearing pink women and they started the moms started wearing um their daughters with pink so after a while and this has to do with marketing this is pure branding this is pure marketing after a while the the marketers start saying well you know to differentiate our products because we have to segment our audience it has to be okay this is for kids this is for boys this is for girls how do we differentiate them so because the whole movement started more go going towards more pink, you know, the ladies would, would be just as a, as a statement, as a political statement of, you know, like, I'm equal, whatever. They started saying, the, the, the marketers, the brands, they started saying, well, you know, to differentiate, why don't we create our products for the boys in blue, just to make it different, just to, you know, make it a little bit different. And then for the girls, well, if they want to wear pink, let's let them. You know, we, we have nothing against them. They should wear more pink. We're okay with that. 
And that's how the whole goddamn thing started. And now, and this, this is not that long ago. I mean, this is like, I don't know, shit, 50, 60, I don't even know how long, but this is at the beginning of the 20th century, right? It's so crazy, man. It's so crazy. And now we think that, oh, well, if I wear pink, I'm going to be, uh, you know, perceived as being gay. Or if I wear pink, I'm going to be perceived as a faggot or I'm going to be feminine. No, it's actually the contrary, man. Now, think about also, let me give an example of how the wristwatch began. How we began to use watches as men, right? As a man. We began to use watches because back in the day, in the beginning, and this has to do with the war again, this has to do with the First World War. Man, I'm talking a lot about a war. <laughs> Shit. Gentlemen, they would used to get the pocket watch, right? That was the watch that they used to wear, the pocket watch. They would always get it, like, you, you know, the one that with the chain, wear it with the, with the suit, and, you know, the back in the day with the gentlemen's, right? So, but when World War I first started, the avia aviation started, you know, it was a revolution, you know, like the pilots and all that. It was a whole new thing when it comes to war warfare but it was not very useful for the pilots uh even in submarines and even you know like the tanks and or not and, and airplanes it was not very efficient to be looking down taking the pocket the, the 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 pocket watch and being there you know shooting whatever it was not very efficient it was not good so because of the women you know women they were not allowed to wear po uh, pocket watches so certain jewelry companies started creating or implementing little watches into the bracelets of women. So the first form of a, of a wristwatch was made for women. So the pilots of this, of the World War I, and even World War II, but the pilots and, uh, the, you know, all of these people, they started wearing the watches from their wives. They started wearing feminine, uh, you know, the, the watches for, the, for, for girls, made for women. So the army realized that, and they started developing a wristwatch for these guys. And uh, there's a reason why we wear it on the left hand, because back in the day, if you were a lefty, you would just, you would be like, uh, you would be an outcast, you would be like, they would actually force you to learn how to be a right-handed person. So because the right, everyone is supposed to be right-handed, this is the more, the most like uh, active hand, we're always using it, this, that, and the left hand is supposed to be the most, the more uh, passive one, right? The most passive one, you don't use it as much, and back in the day, the machinery of those watches, it was so delicate. You have to do the, the like the string, like you do like to, to, to make them work, and it was a really, really delicate machinery. So that's why they wanted you to wear it on the left hand, because it was the more passive one. So that you wouldn't fuck up the whole goddamn watch. And that's how it all began. So there's a lot of men out there that they're like, well, I don't want to wear pink because I'm not this. Well, I don't want to wear, uh, uh, oh, I wear my, my, you know, my Rolex and all that. I'm such a big shot. And you don't even realize, you don't even know the story behind it, that you're wearing something that it was invented by women, right? <laughs> now, what's the point of all these goddamn stories? What's the point of all these, Pablo? You may ask, like, okay, yeah, whatever. The point is, how much, how much are you doing? How much of you, or how much of the things that you want, how much of the things that you 
are doing with your life, how much of the things that you're wearing are actually yours. Can you truly say that? Is it because you made a conscious process and a conscious decision on them? It was like, okay, you know, I make a conscious choice and I choose, I consciously choose to wear these things. Consciously choose to say, speak in a certain way, to live in a certain place, to talk, walk, listen to certain music. How many of you can say that? I know that 99% of the entire population are not like this. They're not free enough to do it. They're, they get manipulated by media. They get manipulated by brands. They get manipulated by the big shots. And you think you're free, but you're not free. That's the whole goddamn thing. You think you're being free, but you're not really free. You think that you're making your own goddamn decisions when it comes to, I'm going to post this, I'm going to do it, I'm going to create my own uh, social account, I'm going to be an influencer. You think that, you, you don't think that there's people starting all of these things, like they have hundreds of people starting how we behave. You don't think that we're being manipulated all the fucking time? Now, what's, what, what the fuck does this have to do with what I do, the fashion matrix and all of this? Well, I'm, an, I'm a manipulator. I'm a master manipulator of perception. That's what an image consultant does. That's what you understand. That's what you, the power that you acquire when you start studying imagology, when you start studying the science of image. You start studying com communication, perception, all of these things. So we are being manipulated. A lot of brands are paying billions of dollars just to create a certain perception in your mind, to create certain mental images. So you may be walking around saying, well, I like this and I don't like that. Wait a second. How the fuck do you know if you like it or, or if you don't like it? Is it really your own opinion? Did you come up with that like um, assumption on your own? Or is it because you've been hearing it? Or is it because you were born in, a, in this country? Is it because you, you read it in a fucking magazine? So let's tie this in with fashion. How many of you guys, and I say guys, or it could be girls, how many of you beautiful people out there that you want to improve with your fashion? Because I get this a lot all the time. I get clients all the time that they do want to improve. They do want to step the fuck up with, with their style. They do want to do something different. They do want to stand out, be different. They're hungry for more. But these social stigmas, this stupid, this manipulation, these wrong perceptions, they are like, like a ghost that is hunting them all the time. And it is nothing but a story. It is nothing but bullshit. It is nothing. You can change it on an instant. So you might be saying, well, I want to wear this, but uh, I don't know. Like I have a bespoke suit. For those that don't know what a bespoke suit is, it is a, a suit made from scratch. Like no one else in the world, no one, no one else in the world has it. You get the fabric and then they measure everything, measure all of your body, every part, and then it's made for you. And actually in the label, it says in the CAC, it says uh, the master tailor, blah, 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 its name made specifically for Pablo, blah, 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 right? So I have a pink bespoke suit. How many of you guys have the balls to wear a full pink suit? I know that there's very few people that would do it. Now, there's another end of the spectrum. There's people that just want to do it because they want to, you know, they want to be rebels and like, oh, I'm against everything. They don't do it in a smart way, right? They don't do it with calibration. No, everything that you do should be calculated, calibrated. Never do things just for the fuck of it. Because that way you'll, you're only going to be very 
susceptible and also you're going to be like nervous like jumpy like you're going to be all uh what's the word that i'm looking for you're always going to be very jittery you know like ah you're not going to be calm you're not going to make decisions with your consciousness you're going to make make decisions because you are very eager to uh, you're very you're easy to manipulate like, uh, uh, so hey you don't want to wear pink no because pink is for women uh, wait just relax for a second do your research and understand where the where the fuck this is coming from you see so my point is be free my friends be free be free of all these nonsense be free of all these wrong perceptions of all these manipulations i want you to just think for yourself god damn it back in the day the jordans was the you know it was the best tennis shoes that you could possibly wear those that are old enough would remember like uh, jordan tennis shoes yeah i'm such a cool kid because i'm wearing jordans now i don't know it's a gary v's new sneakers right like man i'm telling you they're just regular fucking tennis shoes right they're regular sneakers they're pieces of shit i don't give a fuck if he's gary v if he's jesus christ it's just regular fucking tennis shoes but the branding behind it the history behind it it makes you feel like you're being empowered like it's almost like oh if i wear these tennis shoes i'm almost like i become gary v i become like oh empowered and i'm a hustler all of a sudden no 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 that's just explains the power of the psychological power of clothes because clothes have frequency yes but i'm telling you the branding companies are manipulating us all the time that's why i don't like the fashion industry which is in quotes quote unquote my industry i don't like it because i know that they're pushing a lot of agendas they're pushing their own agendas onto us just because they want to sell more they want to sell these concepts and these uh uh you know impossible standards of beauty because they want to make you feel bad and you know why because they want to make you feel bad that you are not good enough you are not beautiful enough but if you get this new suit which is happens to be the new trend maybe you will be one step ahead you will be closer to this standard oh if you get this new product oh you might be just one step ahead so they make you feel it, it it's it's a, it's a loophole it's a never-ending bullshit a never-ending cycle of bullshit that you feel bad about yourself but the moment you buy something you're like oh i'm good and then they make you feel they come up with something new like just like phones right you feel such a big shot when you get your new iphone you, you get your new but then one year and this iphone is total shit <laughs> so uh, my point is not to be detached of all of these things like just go live in the woods my point is make a conscious decision of the things that you do and have in your life because nine out of ten with my clients i tell them i don't know i tell them for example the theory of style that are seven different styles right i think i already said it in the first podcast i tell them well maybe you are a natural style well i don't like natural you know fuck natural uh natural savage hey wait a second there's no good there's no bad remember always remember this axiom of imagology remember this axiom of image axiom or this law there's no good there's no bad there's relative to you okay there's no good there's no bad there is you and what matters to you my friends that being said you know you have to make up your own goddamn mind you cannot be so easily manipulated and thinking that well natural style is a piece of shit because that's what no 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 how do you know about that how do you know about that well you know uh lamborghinis are pieces of shit because you know 
only the ghetto ass people were uh, driving. Like, I mean, you create these whole bullshit stories behind these opinions and you become a very opinionated per, uh, person. And that, those are the worst in the world. That think that they think that they know, they assume everything and they think they know, but they don't know shit. So deep down, everything that you thought it was true is not true. Unless you dig in deeper. It requires a lot, a lot of effort, which is why most people, average people, the sheep, they don't want, just like the Matrix, right? You've seen the movie. They prefer being plugged in because it's easier. It's, it's less painful to live in a lie. The moment you, you're unplugged from the Matrix, you're like, whoa, I was living in a lie. What the fuck happened, dude? I thought I was such a cool guy wearing the Jordans. I thought I was such a cool guy wearing this, that, that. And I'm just a douchebag, man. Duh, fuck. <laughs> So how about you take full responsibility for your own life and for the things that you do, for your own decisions? How about you, for, for a change, you become totally responsible for yourself. You don't let others to dictate your life, your likes, your dislikes. You don't let them. You make a conscious pro process of it. But like I said, it is a process. It takes time to deprogram yourself from the bullshit and then reprogram yourself and reprogram yourself to this new, better, stronger version of you. It takes time. And like everything in life, it requires patience, love, um, I don't know, persistence. You must keep doing it again and again and again because the media or, I know it sounds like kind of Illuminati, sounds like the conspiracy theory but yeah they don't want you to wake up because if you wake up you will not be buying the shit <laughs> or if you buy it you will buy it in the way that you want to buy it they will no longer dictate the market and that is not good for business that is not good for business so they don't want you to wake up literally they want you to stay in the fucking matrix because it's easier to just control you like that well we're gonna Literally, I mean, the market, have you studied the market? It's all bullshit, man. There's not even true money involved in there. They're just manipulating stocks. Just manipulating stocks, man. They can change on an instant because of one opinion. Because somebody said something, the market can totally be totally crashed. It could totally change simply because someone said an opinion. A very important person said, well, you know, fuck Jordans. They're pieces of shit. And all of a sudden, the stock of Jordans go like, woo. Like, what the fuck? It's just based on a fucking opinion? Come on, man. How, how easy it is to manipulate us, man. How cheap. <laughs> That's so fucking sad. So the whole thing about the fashion matrix and even my job or, you know, yeah, being an image consultant, my business style systems, it's all about to make people free, you know, make them think. Make them think on their own. Make them come up with their own goddamn, uh, make up their own goddamn mind. Instead of being like, well, if this person that has a lot of authority said it, it must be true. Or if everyone else is doing it, it, uh, it, it has to be true, Pablo. I mean, I know that you're saying a lot of this. Hey, no disrespect, Pablo. I think you're full of shit because you're the only person that is saying this. Well, give me some time, man. More people will be talking about this. More people will be talking about the importance of image, about the fashion matrix. Just give me some time, baby. <laughs> That's just stupid, man. It's just because everyone else is doing, that means that that's, it's got to be true. And it's me. I've worked with politicians. We can take someone that is a complete douchebag. He's a fucking, absolutely, he's a nobody. 
and you write down, yeah, that's right, they have people writing their dialogues and their speeches for them. They don't even write them down on their own. So they have people, image consultants, writing it down, like, okay, this is exactly, what is your audience? This is your audience. Okay, so if we use these words, we will trigger certain emotions on, on the audience. Okay, cool. Now they have people that tell them, okay, you need to wear this tie, you need to wear this brand, you need to wear this, and then they have, we have people that tell them how to move, and then also how to control their their uh, voice, how to control you know their tonalities. Then also we have people that I don't know tell them the background also you know to manipulate the background. Sometimes the media it's very very sneaky. Sometimes they just shot one part. And it's, it looks like, oh, it's filled, it's re really crowded. But if you, it's all about perspective. It's all about manipulation of perception, man. So if you step back, take a step back, and you see it, it was actually just like 10 people there. So they do, they are doing that onto us. My point is, you need to wake up and you need to start applying it onto yourself, onto your business. Well, I'm not going to get into ethics. I'm not going to get into morals. I don't want to get into what's good and what's bad. Like I said it and on the first episode, this is not about that. But this is about waking the fuck up and making your own goddamn mind and understanding that the things that you like, why do you like them? The things that you thought that were true, like, oh, Pablo, you can't swear on a podcast. Why? Why can't I swear? Why, why, can I, why can't I? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, you can't wear... Uh, you know, these socks with this suit, or you can't wear a white blazer, man. That, that's just wrong. Why? Well, GQ magazine said it. Okay, and who the fuck wrote that, the, that article? Well, this person. Okay, and who the fuck is this person? Okay, and uh, who did he learn it from? And for the most part, it's just stories passed on to us. Well, my mama used to say, well, my grandfather used to say, well, my great-great-grandfather used to say, blah, 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 and they, they just, it's bullshit traditions. They get passed on to us, and then we don't even... We no longer doubt them. We no longer, yes, even doubt them. We don't even give ourselves the permission to doubt the things that are in front of us. So that's some deep shit right there. That's why I don't like very opinionated people, very like they create, they have a lot of assumptions. I, you should not assume everything. If you assume something, you're a piece of shit. You're just stupid, man. It's better to say, I don't know but I'm on the path of knowing and that keeps me growing. That, keep, that keeps me hungry for knowledge, for truth. I'm on the path of truth. I do not assume that I know everything. I'm on the path of truth. I know nothing. That's why one of the greatest philosophers used to say, the only thing I know is that I know nothing, right? Because that's really what it is. <laughs> you think you're a big shot knowing this, knowing that, you don't know shit. And the more you think you know, the more of a douchebag you will become because you will just be assuming like, oh, why? Who is this guy trying to teach me about fashion? And I already know about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I already know about it. Hey, do you know that you should actually not be drinking a lot of water? Oh, yeah, I already know about it. Even that, guys, even that. Do you think that you should be drinking water all the time? Nah. Do your own research, my friends. Do your own research. Let's say vegan. We can talk about being vegan, right? I'm vegan. I know a lot of people... The other day, I was uh, at a friend's house, and one fat piece of shit tried to, to get into a fight with me, simply because I said, well, you know, I was talking about being vegan. That's it. I was not in anybody's problem. I was talking with my girlfriend, and he said, well, don't get me, don't get me started. Don't talk about being vegan, because 
you and I will have, we'll get into a fight. I will bust your ass. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, do you even hear yourself? What the fuck's the matter with you? What the fuck? Because <laughs> there's a lot of misinformation out there. A lot of manipulation. Oh, but where do you get your protein? Oh, you must drink uh, two liters of water every day. No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. I mean, have you ever studied about that? Have you ever done your own research? No, then shut the fuck up. That's why it's better. That's what I'm saying. It's better to say, I don't know, but that does not make me an asshole or an idiot or an ignorant person. I'm on the path of knowing. I keep searching. I keep learning. I keep improving. I keep learning uh, new things in the path of truth. So this is food for your thought, my friends. All the things that you that you thought they were true, you must doubt them. The, why you are getting dressed in the way that you're getting dressed, doubt that. And then recreate yourself from, a, from pure consciousness. You make a conscious decision of it. You're like, you know what, man? I decide to wear these things. But because I know, there, I know the, the history of it, I, I understand what I'm doing. There's a purpose, I understand it, and it's congruent with me, and what, what, with what I do and what I want in life. Oh man, that's when you get to a whole different level. You become unstoppable, you become memorable, you become undeniable, you just become a pure beast. Because most people, they don't doubt everything. They're just like, oh, okay, uh, uh, well, if GQ says that uh, Gap is the new store, I must get everything at Gap. Uh, why don't we go to Gap? God damn it, man. Oh, fuck. Don't get me started again because I'm just going to get in one of my rants that I just fucking hate seeing people so stupid. So stupid. You must wake up. But maybe, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not for everyone. I'm just for the elite, right? I'm just for those that are woke F. <laughs> I always make fun of this lingo, this millennial lingo, like F, lit, all this shit, right? It's so funny to me. So I guess I will wrap it up. I will finish up my drink, my old fashioned. Let's wrap it up. Okay, guys, just remember to have a, uh, have a conscious process, active process on building your own decisions and you have a responsibility for it. Otherwise, you're just, uh, you're just a danger for society. Not only to yourself, but to society as well. You become very opinionated. That's why I don't like Mexicans. Well, why, have you ever met one? No, but I don't like them. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, I don't like black people. Why? Well, because they're just black. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I don't like white people. Why? Well, just because they're blue-eyed. Well, okay, cool. Come on, man. And this applies onto everything. I don't like pop music. Why not? Well, because blah, blah, blah. Where did you get that from? Probably it was passed on to you. My family. I, maybe even... DNA. I don't know, man. I can go on and on and on, which maybe, by the way, in another episode, I will start getting more mystical and more spiritual, and I will talk about the four different minds. There are actually 16 segments of the mind of types of intelligence, but you can categorize them into four. One of them is manas, which is memory, a pure silo of memory. And this memory, um, well, you know, that's why you have certain tendencies. That's why you like this, you don't like that, and that, that because also on a genetic level, you were in a way programmed at some 
very interesting stuff, but that will leave that for another episode. Remember that we have one week left. Next Saturday, I will do my event. Oh, actually, next Saturday, I will not do my podcast because I have my new event. Well, actually, it's not new, but it's the last event of the year. It's called Elite Mentorship. We all should get a mentor. I mean, that's just what it is. Everyone needs a mentor, at least once in their life. Everyone needs someone to come and just, you know, slap you in the face and be like, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. And just maybe just get that one piece of information that will totally transform you. Not because that mentor is doing it for you, but because you embrace it and then you take massive action with that piece of knowledge that it was like maybe in the back of your head, you were like, damn, I knew it. I'm just going to go all the way with with it. And we'll have guest speakers. We're going to have a personal trainer. We're going to teach you how to defend yourself. Uh, what else? We're going to have a certified hypnotherapist. We will put you into hypnosis, into a trance to destroy all your limiting beliefs. We'll, we will also, well, we'll have BC, Brian Casella, top entrepreneur, business, businessman. And of course, uh, the God of style, Pablo Espinosa de los Monteros, which by the way, every time I say the God of style, I did not come up with that shit, okay? It was given unto me and it was a pretty catchy name. And now, you know, if you just Google it, you will see me, my mustache will appear. It was kind of fun being called. It was actually the first time I came to America. People start calling me the God of style. Actually, my mentor was the one who told me, well, this is the God of style. Let me introduce you. And I was like, wow, thank you. He invited me to the podium. I was like, pretty fucking cool. And the name just got stuck. <laughs> How will be there on the event? It's a three-day boot camp. Three-day boot camp. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Total inner and outer transformation. A transformational, uh, to total transformation weekend. What else? Well, the podcast, there are Thursdays and on Saturdays. Thursday, I'll do it in Spanish. And Saturday, I'll do it in English. And then I have to promote my program, my coaching program, my online school, The Power of Image, where I dig in and dive in way deeper on all of these things that I will be sharing with you on The Fashion Matrix and even beyond that. Uh, this is where you get a free product of mine, a free online course. You get these special discounts. You get... 24-7 uh, access to me. You get to uh, meet very, very cool people that are destroying it out there in the world that are just super the elite of the, you know, the cream of the cream. We have a very tight group where we support each other. You have access to things that you will not find anywhere else in the world. I guarantee you that 100%. Also, uh, weekly live training sessions with q and I don't know, man. It's a phenomenal program. Phenomenal program. And uh, the results speaks for themselves. If you know my students, you will be like, damn, this actually works. So anyway, that's it for today, guys. Thank you for attending here on the Fashion Matrix, another episode of the Fashion Matrix. I'm very excited about this. I will continue to do it as long as I want to do it because that's being free, my friends. You don't have to do it. You don't have to do shit. Hey, for all I care, you don't even have to leave. It's entirely up to you. You are responsible for yourself. So. Are you living a conscious life? Are you living your life uh, with purpose? And are you choosing your life? Or are you just, you know, oh, well, I'm just following the trends, following, you know, go with the flow, this bullshit. Well, no. So I will continue to do my podcast until I don't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> thank you for attending. Be the best version of yourself. And I will see you, my friends, on the next one. <laughs>